Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. Thank you. It is March 11th, 2021, as I record this introduction. I have already recorded my interview with the wonderful Deanna Carpenter. But just a little personal update. We had a snowstorm here in Alaska that was truly amazing. And last night, as so many nights, I stayed up late to watch the original Twilight Zone with Rod Serling. That is one of my life's great pleasures. And it was about this woman that kept having a recurring nightmare over and over and over the same nightmare that ended up being true. And then I went to bed probably about 1230 AM. And I had recurring nightmares over and over and over that I was lying in my bed and a drip of water was hitting my forehead. And that was a terrible dream. And then when I finally did wake up at about 6 a.m., it was no dream. That nightmare was my reality. So yet again, we have a snowstorm here in Alaska. I know maybe some of you are thinking, well, you're in Alaska. What were you thinking? Of course you do. But it was a bit much. Like it's really extreme snow this year. I'll put try to remember to put that in the show notes somewhere, but just extreme snowstorm with lots of ceiling damage. So that's what I'm going to be dealing with. But it just reminded me that was neither a bad or a great experience, really. It was just a thing that happened. But that thing reminded me that I need to finish creating the next leg of my journey, which is I plan to move out of Alaska to warmer territory, to a place with seasons and where I'm not cold all the time and where it's not such a beautiful struggle. So if you have ideas, let me know because I'm thinking the area of Tennessee or North Carolina, South Carolina, somewhere that's warm, not right on the water, lots of ethnic diversity and maybe a university close by and movie theaters and good coffee. So I'm open to your suggestions. Now, Deanna Carter and I first wrote back and forth before we did this interview, and I want to just give you a little front story. She wrote a a wonderful note to me, and she said, look, you know, she was at home, unemployed after the pandemic. She lost three jobs. This is a woman who loves to stay busy, and her kids are pretty much raised, and she's gone through some things in life. And suddenly she loses all of her jobs and is at home. She said for the first month or two, it was really hard. She slept, she ate, she overate, slept some more, really had some depression. And then she began decluttering. And the decluttering was the thing that did it. She said she found an old report card and then some photographs of herself as a child that reminded her of a time when she had experienced some pretty significant sexual abuse domestic abuse later on in life, and then human trafficking uh, also. So she had always coped by getting some therapy and then staying super, super, super busy. Now she could no longer do that thanks to the pandemic. And what happened instead is pretty darn cool. 
just reminds us that we have choices in how we're going to respond to some really unexpected things. So I'm happy that she is a part of a number of survivors that wrote a book called Emerging from the Dark. And she'll talk more about that later. I hope you enjoy this interview. Thank you. This week was sponsored by Book Marketing on the Skinny. Promote like a champ without feeling like a chump. I am in the course with my students tonight, and we will begin this course again in early June. So it's only open a couple of times a year. If you're interested in book marketing on a budget, by all means, get a hold of me. Now you're joining Deanna and I as she tells us about decluttering some old emotional wounds. Then it was a holy cow moment. Like this was real. And And what did you do? Like what happened next? I, I went into depression. Um, like I had been, um, you know, off and on, I've fought depression my entire life. How can you not, you know, when you're, when you suffer trauma, you know, I go through periods where I'm great. And then I would go through periods where I wasn't so great. And this was a not so great time for about a month, I would say, you know, because I don't have my jobs. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and now this <laughs> drops in my lap. And so for a good month, I was a sloth. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to um, take a shower. I didn't, I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to cook. I didn't, I just didn't want to do anything. Like I didn't even want to be here basically. Not that I was suicidal, but just that feeling of, you know, if I could just go in a cave and stay there, I'd be okay. Um, and I, yeah, I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to face anyone. It just, so for about a month, uh, I, I was struggling. And then I started slowly getting back on social media and, um, and writing and journaling. And, and I found, um, a group of people actually, they found me. I had started, um, I had made a decision that I couldn't wallow anymore. And one of the reasons that this hit me so hard and I got so depressed was because I was still protecting those people that hurt me. And why was I doing that? Because it wasn't, it definitely wasn't helping me. It wasn't keeping me safe anymore. It wasn't doing anything but hurting me. So why was I still silent? Uh, so I actually started creating a, like a blogging website for myself and started posting like all the, I had found all these old writings that I did. And so I started posting everything and, um, and, and so I created this website and then I created a Twitter handle and a Facebook page for all of that and started really telling my story, but not to people who would know who I was, if that makes sense. Okay. Like it was, I definitely kept it separate from who my family was and who my friends were. And so it was anonymous strangers that were hearing my story and not being able to tie it to who I was in actual life. Okay. And during that time, um, 
a, an, another survivor reached out to me and invited me to this group of wonderful, wonderful survivors. And we started chatting and talking. And during that whole time, I'm still percolating, like, why am I still, even though I'm speaking out about my story, I'm still not telling my truth. I'm still not telling it to the people who need to hear it. Um, and that would be, you know, all those people who were mean to me when I was in school and bullying me because I was so different. And, you know, kids don't necessarily always know, at least back then, they didn't always know what was going on. And so it was, um, it, it was at that time that I was like, I, I need to stop this. And that was when I decided that I was going to start writing my own book and telling my own truth and not hiding it from the people who know me. Okay. So I opened up my website and I tied my social media to my personal social media. So what was that like? Scary. <laughs> right. Very, very scary because I did not know how people would react. Sure. And, you know, I had been away from my hometown and not talked to anybody I had gone to school with for 20 years. Uh, so, you know, pretty much in adulthood, I hadn't talked to anybody who knew me back then. And um, and it's still scary because um, because my truth is in my parts of my story are now out there. And uh, anytime I get a new message from someone in my past, I always am a little nervous to open it because I'm not sure what it's going to say. Sure. You know, is it going to be supportive? Is it not going to be supportive? Um, and so far it's been generically supportive, if that makes any sense. Like they, it, like they still, there's still that gap between um, them acknowledging who I am it's like those platitudes where you, when you see somebody that you haven't seen in a long time and, oh, we need to grab lunch and you never do and you never will type of disconnect, you know? So like how you, did you, how did this lend you to writing and being a part of the wonderful collective I, group of stories that you are? I, when, when that started happening, I'm like, okay, this is not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> like, they're supposed to be acknowledging that this happened to me. And I was still, now I'm getting upset and angry that I'm telling my story and people still aren't listening to me. And this group that I had joined um, had decided that that's what they were going to do. They were going to um, make a book and it would contain not your entire story. You had a word limit, so you could tell part of your story, but they wanted to also make sure that it was something that would encourage other survivors, that there's there's life after trauma. And so we, we actually all sat down and it took several months for the, us to put this all together. Um, but we, uh, there were 17 of us that wrote part of our story. And then we ended with kind of where are we in our journey now um, as a kind of an encouragement, because I feel the most empowered I've ever felt in my entire life. Like oh, I, good. I feel like I could get on a stage in front of a million people and tell them my story and be, be, um, not proud, but yeah, 
I am proud of who I am now, not of what happened to me, but that not only have I survived it, but I'm living a great life now. And those people that hurt me before, eventually life will catch up with them. And, you know, what, however, whatever you believe, something will eventually catch up with them. So what did the work end up being called? The, the work that it ended is, up being an anthology? Absolutely. It is the Survivor Memoirs. And um, we are actually turning into an entire series. So the first book is about childhood sexual abuse. We have two more books in the works. One of them is for domestic abuse survivors to be able to tell their story. And then one on mental health. Uh, because so many, you know, sure. every survivor is going to struggle with mental health, but there's also um, some real struggles with just mental health that people have to go through. That's a, a survival story in and of itself, honestly. Sure. And they need to be able to be proud of who they are and tell their story of their struggle uh, because it's definitely not easy. And, um, and we're not cutting it off there. If there are people who want to tell their stories and we can get enough stories to do a book, we are self-publishing all of them and on Amazon and we are getting all those stories out there for not only the survivors to take their power back, but really to encourage others that you can survive, um, a trauma and not just survive it, but getting help and finding a support system, you can thrive in life after after a trauma. Oh, I love that. I love that. And it's so amazing that you were able to find this during one of the most isolating times that I've known in our mm -hmm. history, but you still could find people who had walked through your shoes, who understood. And so you have community, you have, like you said, you reached out and got therapeutic help in the past. And, you know, you don't have to go go this alone to deal with old issues that you're still carrying the baggage from. And now you're able to let go of some of that and unpack it in a way that helps yourself first, which needs to happen and other people. So Absolutely. that is beautiful. Where can listeners find you? And how can they get a hold of this book should they choose to? Wonderful. Sure. So I have my own website. It is emergingfromthedark.com. Um, and because that's exactly how I felt. I felt uh -huh. like I had been in the dark for so long that this was in, and that's, that's a whole nother story that I got that name, but it was a picture of my daughter that I had taken at, um, at this garden that we have here. And it has one of those mazes. And she was poking her head out of the maze and I had taken a black and white photo and it totally encapsulated how I felt. Oh, that's beautiful. So, so, uh, so yeah, emerging from the dark.com. Um, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, I'm starting a TikTok. Don't know how Great. that one's going to go, but it'll be okay. fun. <laughs> well, good. So they can definitely, they can find out about your socials on your website also. I'm Absolutely. So as well as the book and glad. the book is, they can find the book on Amazon. Um, Fantastic. It's a paper book. It's on, it's also a Kindle version. And then if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can actually read it for free. Well, fantastic. I love it. I think that is so terrific. 
even in yeah say it the website one more time even in dark emerging from the emerging, dark even emerging from dark.com i like that so much thank you for being my guest today and i look forward to hearing about when you write your own book also absolutely fantastic thank you thank you so much i hope you've enjoyed this week's show thank you for listening if you have enjoyed it feel free to leave a review and if you've really really enjoyed it Go ahead and subscribe, and I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.